Hello and welcome to the journalism.co.uk podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Granger. Each week we bring the most interesting conversations from around the media industry, and today we're talking about experimenting with audio. Joining me is Sophia Delgado, the regional audience and content editor of NewsQuest, one of the UK's largest regional news publishers. She looks after the titles in Oxfordshire, Wiltshire and Buckinghamshire as a key player in their digital and social strategy. One thing they've been trialling since the start of the year is what they're calling audio features. Now, NewsQuest is owned by Gannett, and together with the Google News Initiative, they have developed an internal app which allows reporters to record, edit and upload audio when they are out and about covering their beats. Sophia's team was one of the first to give it a go. She's been getting a handful of reporters to work with the app while they go about their key beats, like sports and court reporting. It's something new to breathe new life into hot takes and judge quotes. And it's also a little bonus for their most loyal audience. And despite its early days, it's proving to grow subscriptions and boost engagement. Coming up, we'll talk more about the hits and misses, the news cases, how they've rolled it out to staff used to working in print, and future plans for experimentation. Don't go anywhere, but first, this. As well as great editorial content, journalism.co.uk helps you sharpen your skill set with a range of media training and workshops. Join us on the 12th of July for a four-week online course on creating shareable news videos led by Cassie Cho, an award-winning journalist and audience strategist and the former audience development editor at Quit Take by Bloomberg and BuzzFeed News. For this course and all the other great courses we run, head on over to www.journalism.co.uk forward slash courses. Sophia, welcome to the journalism.co.uk podcast. What's the working situation like for yourself at the moment? Thank you. So um, at the moment I'm at home, so I, I work with some regions, but um, I'm in London at home and in a spare room that has turned into a, a very cluttered office. Still working from home then? Yes. Uh, most newsrooms have gone back to some extent but um i think probably in the next month or so i'll be paying some visits <laughs> well um yeah it's 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 definitely a period of change for all of us but uh, you'll have to let us know when you when you return back to the office um today we're going to talk a lot about sort of the work that NewsQuest has been doing experimenting with audio uh, in and around a few of your regional um websites that you kind of look after can you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about the experimentation you've been doing this year kind of the work that you've been up to Yes, so it started in January, I believe. So we started trialing audio with, um, we have an, an in-house app um, that we allow us to record some short clips on our mobiles and we can upload it straight to um, our audio hosting CMS and then embed it onto our site. So. We got the offer to, to trial this new um, app that it's made by Gannett in conjunction with a Google News Initiative. So they kindly lend it to us in NewsQuest and we gave it a go. At the start, we started with a very select group of four reporters who were in my regions. And we said, let's just go out and see what sticks and see how it works and see whether it makes sense for our workflows because as much as we are turning digital, we are still producing newspapers 
small local newsrooms, we are juggling a lot of things. And the idea of trying audio this way is that we don't have specialist audio teams. There's not that high level of production, but it's more what can we get out? How can we enrich our websites and the experience with um, easier to use tools? But, so that's how we started and, and now we moved forward. So we expanded that network to all of our sports reporters. And our, um, several of our crime and court reporters have started using it and it's been rolled out to even more. So that's the start of the project. Um, and from that, we're also starting to think of podcasts, which would be a separate arm of audio because that needs a bit more of production time. What does it look like? Is it sort of like an internal Slack or something a bit more like WhatsApp? What does it look like, the internal app? Um it looks a bit more, I guess, like uh, voice notes. So it's it's okay. for recording. So you, it's a very easy interface that you just record and upload. Um, and you can do some small editing in it. But um, yeah, if I'm a, if I'm a reporter out and about, I record my voicemail where I am. I just ping it over to maybe you or or one of your other colleagues. Or what happens then? Yes. So you ping it over to that big CMS so whether someone in the newsroom wants to take it and put it on the website or reporters can also do it themselves we do have um, our CMS pretty much everything is optimized to be on mobile anyway so if you wanted to do it on your phone you could if you have a laptop with you you could also do that um, but yeah the idea is that these app as you say you're you're kind of out and about it's an app made for recording on the go um, yeah. you're at the scene or a very quick snippet of conversation or a protest um, yeah I think it, it lends itself really um, well for box pops nice. and just recording the ambience and, and whatever is happening and, and get that enriched experience where you're telling the story yeah. does the in-house app have a name what does it go by it's called Bytecast Bytecast yeah audio is an interesting direction for sort of a, a you know traditionally a print um you know organization like NewsQuest, was it kind of a, a hunch or was there something telling you that audio was a direction to step into so on the one hand the opportunity presented to us um from gannett they said you know do, do you want to give it a go and um as i understand it i was the first one to jump in and say i'll do it um and for me i've always been very interested in multimedia and storytelling and, and the different ways you can bring a story to life and several several years ago i used to read uh, a magazine on ipad that unfortunately no longer exists but it was um it was called symbolia and it was um, um comic journalism of sorts and once i remember they had this image, which was a drone comic, but you could tap on it and you would hear the sound from a gig that they had covered. And since then, I kind of fell in love with this idea of like, oh, I'm reading something and I could suddenly just hear and be transported to that scene that you cannot quite get with just written words. So how does it work? Uh, actually, the, the practicalities, the logistics of actually that audio from, from court? So with court reporters, what they're, what they're trialling the most is um, outside the court, if they can get interviews with the people involved or 
if they just come out and do a very quick debrief of what they just you know heard so instead of filing that new story um that they would usually do for the newspaper and the websites um now they can just come out and recall what you know what they heard or what happened but obviously nothing from inside the court no. uh, but we do have a lot of interviews with uh police and barristers yeah But it's not just for fly-by box swaps or quick summaries. Reporters have also trialled audio in court reporting. Crucially, not anything from within court, of course, that would be illegal, but as a way to relay judge quotes out to the public. In fact, the Oxford Mail's crime and court reporter Tom Seward put out a series of his most scathing judge put-downs, quotes from the judge after handing down sentences. If there was ever a good justification to have excellent shorthand, here it is, as he had to go back through his notepad and pull out a few of the best gems. Take a listen to just one of those, and that's following the sentencing of an 88-year-old paedophile, Peter Kiss. Mr Ross has described you as a sexual pest, but you are much more than that. Each of your actions involved a victim, and your entrenched sexual deviance is more than merely being a nuisance. Audio features have also been deployed into sports reporting as a way to offer hot takes and opinions, which loyal readers have always wanted and historically engaged strongly with. The most listened to clips so far came from the Swindon Town Football Club manager who responded angrily when a journalist put questions to him in a post-match interview about tensions in the dressing room. By her own admission, Sophia says that while the audio quality for these clips might be quite poor, engagement has still been quite strong. And that speaks volumes about the potential for exclusive audio features in the future. Here's the clip. Uh, hi, John. I know you said that, you know, it doesn't matter to you. Um, does it not suggest that the dressing room is not exactly happy if two of your players are having a, a little tiff? Oh, what are you asking them to asking that sort of question for? Pathetic, that is. I think the fans, uh, there's a lot of fans, you know, whether they... I don't know what went on. I, I wish it happened for me, to tell you the truth, so don't, I don't even go there. I'm not even interested to tell you the truth, because I've totally forgotten about it, and everyone else has forgotten about it. It's absolutely nothing, so... There you go. Right. Um, you can make yeah, a big story about it if you want to do, though. Sorry? You can make a big piece about it if you want to put it in the paper, in the, like, which is, uh, which is absolutely, in my hands, pathetic. No, I mean, I'm not going to do that. I just think that, you know, whether it, things like that shouldn't be happening. I just wanted to, to get your take on it. But you've obviously said your piece, so I'm happy to move on. Um, oh, you, you've just asked me, is it an unsettled gesture? Yeah, well, there's two of your players that have had a bit of a tiff. Whether, you know, what happened at heart was a bit of pushing and shoving. But well, you might have owed him 20 quid and, he, and he's, has he paid him back. It's simple as that. So we found that audio lends itself really well for our already engaged audiences. So it's people who already value what we have and it's just giving them something different, a new bit of content that, you know, would hopefully make them feel a bit more excited about what we have to offer. I see. So it's not necessarily there to hook in new readers. It's there to actually engage the ones that are already there. Yes. Yeah, so we have, we have hooked new readers, I think, in terms of... Uh, the percentages we find that I think is about from 50 to 80 percent uh, of engaged so loyal readers who um, engage who engage with this type of content 
but also about 20 to 25% new readers that are coming through uh, through the audio stories. But similarly speaking, we've, we've tried so many different things. Um, there was from just reading stories uh, that were first just written as standard copy. We tried doing um, kind of writing specifically a script for audio, so something that would be talked. We also uh, started trying, you know, getting quotes from people whenever possible. And they all have varying levels of success. I think what we found the most is that people want to listen to the actual people being interviewed. So anytime that we got the chance to be out and about, whether also we use it when uh, lockdown was lifted to do interviews with people who were, you know, sat at the pub, all of those things, they, they tend to work a lot better because from the start also on headlines, you know, we, we try to sell it as listen to this. There's there's something here that is different to what you're used to. Yeah. And and generally, what kind of frequency of stories are you are you doing this way? We're not very frequent with them. I would say with sports, you would have some reporters doing um, stories that include audio twice a week, some of them once a week. We have um, a court reporter that files, I think, every week. Actually, he specifically has a, a in Bournemouth. He does a roundup each um, each weekend of audio. So some people have incorporated it a lot more. Um, and I think also you might have heard that NewsQuest is now hiring uh, an array of digital reporters and, and, and people to do digital content. So we're hoping we get more of that as we have dedicated people to it. Um, because as much as we um, try to optimize and, and arrange workflows, the reality is that with small newsrooms, when you have to get a newspaper out and also do the website, it's difficult to push audio to the top of the agenda in, in the newsroom. Yeah, they got other priorities to juggle, right? So they they they're a couple of stories on top of their existing workflow they're being asked to do this way i think that's the trick sometimes some stories would be specifically thinking of audio so that would be like an extra thing but a lot of what we've been trying is okay you're already doing this can you add just this tidbit bit to it which shouldn't take because of the how the web, the app works it shouldn't take more than 10 minutes if that to do it's also changing the the mindset um you know when you're used to doing things one way it's it's hard to to remember to to incorporate something new and i find it all the time as well but i mean how have you really got journalists who are very used to working in print for such a long time used to working with something as new as audio um that has definitely been a big part of the challenge of rolling out um audio i mentioned we're using uh, an app on a mobile phone and sometimes we found when we first introduced it, um, some people turned to me and they were like, okay, so I've been working on print products for 20 years. Now, because I have this app on my phone, can I do a podcast? And absolutely not. That's just not how it works. Um, so trying to be very clear about the capabilities of the app and the reporters, the experience that everyone has, that has taken a bit of back and forth at times. Luckily, I think um, 
what this has allowed us is to introduce audio to the newsrooms in a way that's not too disruptive. So we didn't suddenly bring, you know, a whole set or studio and put people in and say, you know, make things happen, but just very slowly getting people to think audio without having to produce um, something that would be, you know, outside of anyone's capabilities if you haven't, you know, already experienced audio. NewsQuest regional websites do have subscription models in place, and really the audio is there to engage with the loyal audiences it already has, and maybe even push a few to take up subscriptions if they haven't already. However, this strategy does offer some potential to discover new audiences and get them into that subscription funnel. Since rolling out audio content around six months ago, between 2-5% to of new subscriptions have come as a direct result of audio. Now, these aren't groundbreaking numbers, of course, but when you consider that audio content makes up 1% of total output, in that respect, it's punching quite a bit above its weight. It also seems to be a bit more of a magnet for sports readers, and on social media, it tends to outperform like-for-like -like content. When we compare like-for-like, -like, so some opinion uh, pieces that you know already existed and now added this um, extra audio we found that it was shared on social more and it had more people um you know coming into to the site you know we want to make sure that we convince people to pay for our work i think showing the audiences that we are you know willing to be i guess cool with the times uh, and give them the content that they want in a way that also they want to consume it. I think that's that's very important for us and, and hopefully, yes, it's, it's shielding these results of, of people saying, okay, we'll, we'll give you some money. It's not that expensive to take a subscription with us anyway, so. Uh, what, what kind of metrics does it give you? Does it give you like um, starts, uh, dwell time into the audio? What, what does it tell you? So um, in terms of what we use, I. I think it would be very similar to um, any hosting site of audio. So you would tell us, yes, how many people listen to it, for how long were they there, you know, at what time it drops, which is always uh, very interesting because sometimes I'm looking at the stats and I see a big drop and I'm like, hmm, what happened there? And then I listen to the clip and I go, oh, I know, like just quality suddenly dropped massively. And that would mean people also decided they weren't doing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are the things that, that we look at. Interesting. When you, you know, experimentation has become a bit of a, a vague word these days, and it's just a way of saying like, you know, we're just going to try this out. When you think about sort of the time and resources that go into it, what are your parameters for experimenting? Um, at the very start, we decided that we were going to have very few select reporters that also wanted to take part in it. So we approached people um, in the newsrooms in my region because I have a relationship with them so it would be easier to have that chat. We started there, I don't think there was much of a of a time frame of you need to make something happen by this date and I was very mindful of when I talked to these reporters and then the ones that we enrolled afterwards um, of saying look if you, if you have ideas because also everyone particularly on your own beat, you end up reading things from other places. And if you see anything interesting and you want to try it, we want to welcome that. We don't, we didn't want to approach it as saying, this is what we think works. And then we're only trying this 
yeah, that's that's kind of how it work. And then with the further sports rollout as well, we put together like a good list of ideas of things that we thought could work that we had seen had worked with the first two sports reporters. But then we're lucky that in sports, some of the reporters also have their own podcast, so they also have their audio experience. So they're you know they're very well versed and they came with a lot of ideas and they enrich the whole group and experience. Yeah. Did did they all have experience coming into this, or were there some really starting from ground zero? Um, some are starting from very very ground zero, um, <laughs> and I think what's interesting about it is that. If you're starting from ground zero, then it's a it's a good way of introducing you to audio and to something different. But as I said, the original idea with this was not to turn everyone into a podcaster because that's <laughs> yeah. unrealistic. It just that's that wouldn't like that just wouldn't fly with anyone. But I think also once we started introducing this, the people who had experience with audio or wanted to take that next step felt okay there's a place for this now yeah I think maybe sometimes it was something that they perhaps wanted to do and they never felt that opportunity would lend itself within their newsroom and now they started saying actually I have a great idea for a podcast and let's, let's do it and it's like okay great and you know if they already know how to edit and they have a, a good idea of interviews that they want to do that were like okay let's let's just try it and and see what happens but that's that's a very recent kind of arm of it that's just starting to to appear now um interesting i mean so i guess you're what six months in by this point right what are what are the standout highlight moments so far any favorite pieces so there's the crime podcast in Bournemouth that is working really well and that is made by jason lewis uh, he's an old um course mate of mine Oh, there you go. He's yeah. great. He's always coming up with uh, great ideas. And he's actually one of the reporters who I think are making the most um, of audio in both long form and short form. So definitely worth checking his work. Um, but yeah, so he's done that. And then at the Oxford Mail, we did a, a mini pod, which is just 10 minutes. Um, and it's more of a script storytelling type um so it's that one's very um i guess it's low production value it's something that you can kind of quickly make with a few edits so i'm not sure to the very trained um ear in podcasts they would think it's you know well the best but uh it works really well i think you know for me i like listening to it everyone who we showed it to said that sounds great so we take that as a definite win as, as in audiences that you showed it to yes yeah okay well that's cool it's good to hear that's been a hit um kind of final question for me is what's really on the horizon with this audio experimentation anything else to come me particularly i'm very excited to see what's going to happen once we get this uh broader digital team on board on the different newsrooms um and also now that you know lockdown has started to lift we are seeing more of the content that we can do so i i foresee a bit more of experimentation and maybe upping the the, the amount of um stories that we can do because while it's been it's been great and we're seeing good results the reality is that also i don't think we're producing a lot 
but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the further rollout uh, that's to come. But the, there's a good foundation here to say, well, listen, we've done a little bit. We should do more of this now. Yes, I think it's definitely, it's particularly when it comes to, as I said, just turning subscriptions. I think those are showing good results and we'll, we'll see in a year's time uh, where we are with this bit. Yeah. You'll have to let me know then. Sophia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for sharing all of your time and insights with our audience. Much appreciated. Thank you for having me. Great to speak to Sophia there and quite a few things to take away from this one. It's interesting how they've experimented with something they knew was already popular in the first place. It also goes to show that if you've got some golden quotes in audio form, that can be something simple but also effective to squeeze a bit more value out of it even if it's a bit rough around the edges. Just to say, the clips you've heard in today's show have been used with permission from NewsQuest. If you like what you heard today, you can check out more of our episodes on SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple Podcasts by searching and subscribing to the journalism.co.uk podcast. If you'd like to feature on the show, do drop me an email on jacob at journalism.co.uk. But that's all we have time for this week. I've been your host, Jacob Granger. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time. <laughs>